Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Nerds in the City, a Central Florida podcast talking about nerd cultures, movies, games, comics, movie reviews, and events hopefully happening around Central Florida. As always, this is your boy, Tony, and my co-host, like always, Nick Zizzies. You'll get that one day. You'll get to say that right one day. But now, we also have two other special guests back again from the Nerd Force podcast, Josh and Matt. What up, guys? What's hey, man, what's going on, guys? Good, 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 man. How's the weather up there? Hasn't it been raining? It's been a little rainy. A little bit. Uh, hot, yeah. hot, humid. Hot, humid. Probably similar to what's in, like, in Orlando. Yeah. yeah. That humidity here yeah. kills everything. No, but the, step out. the rain yeah. here is like a magic trick, I swear. Like, you'll, you'll hear, like, a thunderstorm and look outside and it's clear. Like, what happened? <laughs> yeah yeah that for those five o'clock thunderstorms yeah every oh, day yeah. like clockwork yeah. Oh, yeah i lived in tampa for for a year and a half and it's it's about the same here as it was in tampa just not not scheduled thunderstorms like it like there are in central florida yeah that's crazy it's like almost having a, like a bipolar girlfriend the weather out here like you just never know what you're gonna get every five minutes but you know it wasn't until i moved to florida that i i saw the the split rain thing where you would be like in one side of the street, like you're driving, you're on one side of the street, and it's like thunderstorm, hurricane winds, all that stuff, and then you literally cross the street, and all of a sudden it's like clear as day. Like you look back, it's still raining. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's that's how it is here. You can drive through three different rainstorms: <laughs> rain, dry, rain, dry, and then you're home, and then never rain at home. So oh man, uh, the, yeah, the weather here is crazy everywhere. But let's get into some topics, though. The first one I wanted to t- discuss, and I want to see what you guys thought about, was uh, Resident Evil, the TV series, is, com- okay. is coming to Netflix. So with this one, um, the it's it's gonna follow. It's gonna be based off the game, mm-hmm. but is not following the game like the story of the game. So okay. this one is gonna be following um, two sisters, uh, Jade and Billy, which are um, Whiskers' daughters. Uh, when they're like, there's gonna be like a split timeline. So there's gonna be one where they're 14, when they just move into New Raccoon City, and they could tell like something's off with the city and and everything else. And then it jumps into like 10 years later, with when one of the daughters is like 30 years old, and like the populate the Earth's population is like only five million humans, and like six billion humans and animals and and uh, like with the T virus. So it's it's it has the um one of the showrunners going to be the person that did the franchise itself for the um for uh, Resident Evil but i didn't even think it it's merit a tv show maybe i mean sometimes I, sometimes you don't to tell a good story a tv show is always a good option but the only thing i worry about stuff like this is that you you just like everything's just going to when it comes to a tv show and that genre i just feel like is it going to be basically another Walking Dead like wannabe? And that's exactly what I was thinking too. Yeah. And that's that's where it could, you can it's so easily to fall into that because obviously Walking Dead has its own popularity. So if they try to mimic it, like it needs to be its own thing. So the question is, how is that going to differentiate itself from aside from the name? How is it going to differentiate itself from Walking Dead? Like, that, yeah, that'd be my I mean, I, I've always viewed Walking Dead as, as being more about the people. Mm-hmm. than the the zombies or the zombie outbreak i think resident evil probably is a little bit more niche 
um, because it's 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 strictly about the zombies. There's really not like other than than the the um, the corporation that's at the at the you know the the middle of this whole outbreak. There's really not a whole lot of or the umbrella um, uh, you know company. Yeah, but their corporation. But they're uh, you know the the rest of it's really about zombie or zombie mutations. Uh, you know you really don't have the whole, um, you know, human versus human interaction like you do within the, the walking dead. So I think, I, I think they're, they'll be able to steer away enough from that unless they just go, you know, and, and blatantly copy the walking dead. Yeah. But I, I, I don't, they're going to the they're have to do something though, because they have a lot more time on their hands too. So mm-hmm. they're going to have to bring in, I mean, I agree with what you're saying about the walking dead. You could take those people and put them in a different scenario and it's still going to be interesting because it's the study of those individuals yeah. and their relationships and, and their, and their character arcs and things like that. So I think when you do on a TV show, yeah, I mean, you have the premise and you can maybe lean heavier on those other pieces, but they're going to have to make you give a crap about the characters. This isn't an hour, you know, and 50 minute movie. So yeah, well, I mean, they're, yeah, they're going to have to do a tease to that. But you're right. There's going to be a line that I think that you don't want it to be a copycat. Yeah. And I mean, you're not talking about with with the creators of, of these video games. You're not talking about somebody that's used to making content that's an hour and a half long. They're used sure. to making, you know, 12 hour video. Oh, games. yeah. Yeah. So, I, you know, I, I think that they can they can squeeze out enough story development yeah. over the course of, you know, 45 minute episodes, 10 episodes for a season. Yeah. I think that'll, that'll be fine. Yeah. I yeah. think if they, if they go into more of the science and the sci-fi version of that, the story, cause obviously walking dead is more of a, how normal people can survive in the extraordinary situation. Yeah. You know, they, you know, like you said, they don't really dive into the zombies, what made them or stuff like that. They just, how to survive and other people. If, I think if they lean into the science version of it, like the T virus, and maybe like, uh, if, the, like if the corporation does have like underground cities where it's like very modernized, and they have yeah. like that kind of science fiction in it, I think it'd be interesting in that way. But yeah, that'll be a huge differentiating like thing between that and The Walking Dead. Um, so if they focus on the science portion of it, I think it'd be a, it's be an interesting show in its own right. Yeah. So like yeah. I agree with that. If they if they would focus if because it I know it's centralizing around these two girls, but if, if their main overall plot or the the major secondary plot would be how the Umbrella Academy or Umbrella Corp is containing everything as a bigger second plot line or second storyline, then that would go well because you'll be able to see how it started in the aftermath and how it ended and how people perspective of maybe those two girls because um, Whiskers is the, is the head of it. Mm-hmm. And to see like maybe everybody hates them and they are out to get them because of what they did, and just just connection to the dad and and everything from there. So yes, it it depends because when I was reading and thinking about it, I'm like, I like how Matt was saying was like I automatically thought Walking Dead, like how you said it, yeah, exactly. it was like immediate. But it's also how uh, Josh was saying it was like it, they heavily focus on human connection and the survivalist mentality Mm -hmm. from a day-to-day basis. I mean, this was jumping from back and forth timelines at the same time. So it feels like there's another show that I saw that was, that was doing that too. Can't like frequency. There was a movie, but they made the TV show. Yeah. Frequency, the show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Oh yeah. Yeah. So I think it's going to have that, like the, the cause of an an effect of something you saw previous happen, like 
10 years prior that's mm-hmm. how there's going to future affect in the present which what they but would every time i hear because that, that plot line is not that new i've been hearing it in a lot of different tv shows um i think witcher did it too as well um which is mm-hmm. great it's just when it comes to that kind of like plot line that's a very limited like run basically you they have to anticipate that the ending already if you're gonna have that kind of back and forth jump um because if you go further than what you had planned you could run into issues. Like I remember the TV show was it How I Met Your Mother. Um, mm-hmm. They filmed the ending of the show, the you know first, and then they showed the film the show. The show took multiple different directions, so that's why the ending doesn't actually doesn't actually fit the narrative of what happened towards the end of the show, because unfortunately they were they were pigeonholed to the ending that they filmed. So yeah, they already what, tied themselves in exactly. Yeah. So that's why I wasn't too happy with the ending of that one, and that's because. They were they were stuck. They they had to finish it the way that they originally did it, but then the show itself took on a life of its own and went different directions. So that's 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 one thing. I, I do find it interesting. I like it when they do that, but they really have to stick to their narrative and their storyline, which is usually limited to maybe one or two seasons. Um, so they probably might have an ending already planned for this show going into it, which yeah. I, which I always think is interesting. I like those. All right. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that is. So another another TV show that's coming back, which which has a classic uh, entry or has a following, is uh, X Files. So now Fox is greenlit a <coughs> X Files animated comedy spinoff of the show. What? So yeah, so the new series. So, right. <laughs> yeah. so yeah, so this new series is not going to follow David Duchovny's like uh, uh, Mulder or Scully's. Uh, um, scientist duo, but they're gonna do like a whole full like office full of misfits, uh, type, and they dig into wacky and ridiculous like uh, mm-hmm. heroes and consider it to see how it would come out. Didn't they already have that? They had a they they had something similar. Oh, I forgot the name of the show. It, was, it had the guy from um, I had the guy from the office. Uh, the one who was uh, uh the guy who ran the 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 warehouse. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. D- Daryl? Daryl. Uh, was it Daryl? Yeah. And it had the other guy from uh, um, Re- Parks and Rex. And I watched yeah, it. And I it, do remember that show, and that didn't last, though. No, no. But I do remember that, yeah. And that was funny, actually. Yeah. I thought it was funny, and it didn't last, like, I think past this first season. But, yeah, I thought it was interesting, <laughs> and it was funny. And it's kind of like that way you said. It was just kind of an office full of misfits in a very sci-fi, like, you know, environment. Yeah, so it is going to be called X-Files. Albuquerque. So now they have it really pinpointed of like at a like a geological location. So <laughs> I think I, you know this is it's kind of funny though because with the X Files too, there were episodes too where they 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 did some comedic pieces within the yeah. show, yeah, and about their own research and about the different things that they were you know doing and so forth, and. But it fit, and it played extremely well. Obviously, it was, yeah. like, what, nine, ten seasons or whatever yeah, it was? It yeah, yeah I think it was ten seasons after they redid it. After they redid it, and then, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's interesting now because, I mean, it, it really there, – there are some funny pieces, and if you're going to strip it down and do it that way and do it animated, it's just yeah. interesting to use the X-Files umbrella because that really it puts some – strong perceptions as to what you're going to be seeing too yeah, i'm like you know? super yeah. like confused on that one i was like <laughs> that seems like yeah. somebody was just came out of nowhere and just like i have this idea like okay yeah. <laughs> yeah, not to mention like like the entire show 
ran ran so well because of the uh, the the chemistry between um, between so, Mueller oh, yeah. and Scully. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, it, it, you know, obviously there was there was lore and stuff in the background that they can build off of, but it's it's going to be difficult for them to 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 write something that's going to hit the same way without those two characters being a part of it. The character building and the the, the character relationships between each other are going to be have to just be absolutely rock solid for this thing to. Oh work. yeah, well that's yeah. what made this show work because if, if that didn't happen yeah. with those two, this would not have made it. No, absolutely, yeah, at all. I mean, have, absolutely not. I know they haven't released any images or, but I feel like it's going to be close to, uh, almost like in between American Dad and like Archer, type of comedy if they're going to push that way. It's just weird. Okay, I mean, it's not the show because I mean the 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 idea of paranormal uh, paranormal detectives that type thing. It's it's yeah. not it's not new. Um, but why it, use X Files comedically too, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it just feels like X Files is such a kind of a, a mixed bag of drama with a little bit of a light humor, but it was always taken somewhat seriously. So it, especially with the way they approached you know the science fiction aspect of what's going on in the show, but. So to, to just kind of make a, a spin-off comedy humor type thing, it just it yeah. feels a little like off. Yeah, like well, you're think... taking something that's iconic, right? Yeah, I yeah. mean, it is an iconic show. It's ground. It was groundbreaking at the time when it yeah. came out. That's what I mean. It helped make Fox, and yeah. uh, you know, it really it changed the landscape. And there's obviously tons of shows after that to kind of try to follow it. But yeah. when you when you deal with something like that, it's 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 just interesting to see what they'll be able to do. Yeah, I just don't know why you'd use the the X Files umbrella for that, exactly. especially if they're going to be changing up the like the, the tone of the show. And you're not and you're not going to have any connections to Scully or Mulder either. Yeah, so. yeah, That's and, and they've got a lot of competition too. They've got that uh, they've got that new series coming out with uh, with the guys that did Shaun of the Dead. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. uh, uh, with uh, that was Nick, announced Nick Frost. Comic-Con. I think you mentioned when that. When yeah. Nick Frost, he's, yeah, he's a he's a paranormal a detective. I see that's, like a, that's like a, right. like a YouTube, that looks really good. He too. makes like a YouTube channel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Simon and, Pegg is in it. I think he was one he's one of the writers and creators. And you know something? That that in itself is a great premise if you think about it. Like let's say two two ghost hunters, you know, actually stumble across something like that's real and they get mm-hmm. approached by like a, a a government entity to actually join. So it's it, that would be a great comedic kind of like mix, but not like I don't know. I just find that I don't I never like when they use nostalgia um, to as a per, gimmick, to, to, yeah, as a gimmick, yeah, to push a show that has yeah. nothing to do with the nostalgic factor they're using in the first place. It's always yeah, annoying. Yeah. It's like you're not really trying to honor the original material, so why are you doing this? You know who did a, a uh, hmm. not a decent like it wasn't a good job at it was hmm. Twenty Four. So Twenty Four, the I love the show. So mm-hmm. it came out with with Kiefer Sutherland, and then I think probably like eight nine years later, ten years later, they came out with Legacy. Uh, with a whole new character yeah. cast, like they didn't even mention. I think they mentioned him once, mm-hmm. but just in random mm-hmm. conversation. Yeah. But that show didn't like it. Didn't hit. It hit, didn't hit at all. Yeah. It was a complete miss. They didn't even go a second season. So I think that's like what they're doing here is like they're just taking the name of something that already has a fan base, established fan base, to be like, oh, let's just bring it here and just give it a different character. Uh, fortunately, this one did the same tone, like action packed. Time crunching, uh, very fast pace, but it's just missed. Now this one is just doing a whole different like, but a one eighty turn. But you know you- what I think is the the biggest issue is that because if you watch old movies and TV shows, everything follows patterns, right? 
So those things exist at those times because that was what that that entertainment that that's what the audience at the time was ready for. That's what they wanted. So to push it like to bring it to a new time, it, you know, and try to bring it. Let's see, even if you try to bring it with the original content ideas, it might not work just because the time doesn't. It's not that's not what the people like want or they watch. So it, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You're better off always just making new shows and new content. Well, oh, and that's that's the sad that's the sad state of affairs though because that's what happens a lot of the times, man. That's I think what, that's what happened yeah. when they tried to relaunch it. Yeah, with with Dave Duchovny. Right, exactly. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's uh with with the girl that plays uh um Scully. So yeah, yeah. I I don't know the story behind. It. I don't know if there was, it was like a budging issue or what. But I mean, I'm sure that, like if it did as well as the they they expected to do, then they would have went on to do extra seasons. Well, I I watched it and it just I mean it wasn't. I mean, you can only catch lightning in a bottle, you know, so many times. And it just, it was, it was nice to see him again. I enjoyed it. Like, it yeah. I, I enjoyed it, but I wasn't like X-Files ravenous, fan. like waiting for it. Like I was for, you know, every episode of X-Files. So, yeah. But let's get on to the next topic, which is, uh, they already started production again, all over again, or restarted production. All yeah. All over again. We started production <laughs> with, <laughs> with Jurassic world three, uh, domino. So now this one's bringing back the old cast. This was they were saying that this one's almost going to be like how Endgame was. That they're going to bring it back everybody into this final mm-hmm. movie. So Jeff Goldblum, Chris Pratt, anybody that was still alive is still mm-hmm. is going to come back to this movie. But they they I guess they're introducing new dinosaurs or new breeds. Are they trying to like cross pollinate? And they did use yeah. some photos of of some people just holding their heads. It looks it almost looks like a like a T Rex and a Raptor mixed together. Why? Like <laughs> it's like yeah. It, it, Do you say why? Yeah, yeah. why? It's, why? Like, it's it's called the uh, Pyro Raptor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. It, it, well, isn't isn't that the same premise of the last movie though? Was yeah, they, they like made their own realization yeah. coming and making hybrids of of dinosaurs to mechanize or to yeah and trying to trying to militarize dinosaurs. Yeah. Honestly, I I would find it more interesting if they were to uh, bring a hybrid of the dinosaurs and humans, and then we get the Goombas from Super Mario Brothers the movie. <laughs> oh, like the failed experiments, the failed experiments. Yes, yeah. like they they go really far and trying to mix everybody, and then turn them <laughs> turn them into that to Goombas just running around. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum's back in the or just back there. Life will find a way. Yeah. That's right. Chaos theory. Oh man, I don't know. I just I, in my head, I'm like, I love. Don't get me wrong, I love Jurassic Park. I love the original movies, and I'm just trying to figure out where, like, because every movie is you have to go somewhere, and yeah. it just feels like something like they have not really been going anywhere with these last movies. Like we're, we're just... running out of nondescript tropical islands to go to. <laughs> yeah, you know. Like no, just... I, the only thing I can say is redeeming about this at all is mm-hmm. that you know bringing back Laura Dern and Sam Neill, mm-hmm. and then blending in with Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas because I think Bryce and Chris have done a good job so far, mm-hmm. and I definitely think um, like Lauren and Sam did a really good job too. And if somehow, and then obviously bringing Goldblum back in too, mm-hmm. I think that there's there. I feel like there's maybe some potential here, but. I'm not I'm not 100% sold, you know. Yeah. Um and you know like the first one or two Jurassic's good, Jurassic 3 horrible, and then the last two I've enjoyed. Yeah. But, you know. You know actually, you know what I think really it'll be weird? interesting. 
Well, like actually, would be really interesting is if um, they discover that there there actually is a place where the dinosaurs existed that they didn't create. Like somehow yeah, the they dinosaurs can. they've made or something like that lead them to some location. They're like, because they're thinking they brought these dinosaurs back and all these stuff like that, and then they find out that no, they just existed in a place that you can find them. That's know. right, and they've been evolving ever since. Exactly, yeah. that would be interesting. Yeah. That they talk and everything. They, oh, they, they, like they have a, some kind of some kind of evolution to land it. of the lost. Yeah. Oh yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> now, again, it's just for me. Every movie has to. And don't get me wrong. You're right. I like the dynamic that you're suggesting because it should be um, something, especially in the in the final movie. Um, but I'm just talking about as far as the storyline of the dinosaurs. Like, I feel like it, every movie should go somewhere. So as far yeah. as the direction of the, so the question is where are they going to go now? I mean. The only the only one would be is if they just stop existing or somehow or, they or ended they do their like existence. Fast and Furious and then go to space and they find dinosaurs <laughs> in space. Dude, yeah. I, I swear that you think I'm, I swear they go into space. I I feel like they the are, next yeah. one I've they're the going thing. to space. Either space or un- <laughs> most likely if they go for like a fourth one, it'll be underwater, something deep ocean type. Oh, they it, found Atlantis. Yeah, they, they had found, a submarine in one of the last ones. I know, but I think they're gonna go even deeper. <laughs> Just develop something. They go. They go to the center of the earth. Like, yeah. <laughs> they just combine. Tie an Aquaman. They <laughs> <laughs> found Aquaman. But yeah, um, so so it's it's hard to to gauge where the where can they go further from here, and it's and that's the worst part because usually the trilogy it's like the end of it, mm-hmm. the end of the the, the series. And some people fail at it, and I hope they don't, because mostly the third movie is a worst drop off of the series, like how we seen with Spider Man, how we seen was another one, Back to the Future. Even though I like the third one, that was the worst. I felt that was the worst one out of the three. So, I and mean, even Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park three was oh, abysmal. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of doesn't exist in my world, so <laughs> I tried. Yeah, to... <laughs> yeah, good. It shouldn't exist in anybody's world. Highlander two, <laughs> Highlander two, yeah. Um, oh, I... <laughs> no! The worst Highlander was the Quickening. Oh my God, that was uh, that was one with uh, what's his name, Sean Connery. Um, well, Sean Connery. No, I know he's always he's the main one of the main staples. I'm talking about like uh, the villain. The villain was. Uh, Van Peebles was his name. Oh, was that yes. the one? I think Mario. Mario Van, Van Peebles, Peebles. Yes. Yes. Was he the main villain in that one? I just, for me, the the, the only Highlander I recognize is the first movie and the TV show. That I, yeah. I used yeah. to love those. Which I heard they're rebooting. That's such a cool series. I mean, you you could reboot that because again, it's you don't have to keep any of the original characters. Yeah, just just the main idea of the plot. And yeah, then just... that there's these people that exist that are immortal. That's it. I think y'all are forgetting about one thing. Mm. It's it's a role within Highlander. There can be only one. <laughs> as long as they're not aliens or something. What was this? The 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 second one made them into something completely different. They were like, what? They were like aliens or something like that. Yeah, alien hybrids or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Alien dinosaur hybrids. Oh. Next Highlander. That's it. Yeah, we have to pen it. Let's get a, let's get it that patent. In. Um, Nobody takes our idea. All right. But lastly, into the mm. discussion is the this past weekend the New Mutants dropped, uh, theater only, no VOD, and actually it made seven million dollars on opening day. Uh, this is one of the longest awaited X Men movie to ever come out. Regardless of that, it had the worst review. It did get people out to theaters, 
and um, it did it did show that people are willing to go. I don't know. Is it? I mean, I don't know. Like, I think it's just pure boredom. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just I, you talked about making weak links to things, and this is like I find this to be kind of a weak link to the X Men universe. To be honest to you, with you now, and movie wise. Yeah. Okay. And to me, it's like, yeah, they're saying this is rounding out the 13 movie series of the X-Men and so forth. And um, it's just not nearly as strong and there's minimal connection really made, you know, to the X-Men in this. Well, I think, I mean, it's there. The premise was a really good idea. I think a lot of people were hyped about the premise, but oh, yeah. the longer they waited. Yeah. The, the more it hurt the movie, I think. Um, it, but, you know, it, the. Obviously, I don't. I don't think as far as numbers go, you can't really tell it's anything hard, yeah. now, right now, just because yeah. the you know we're we're just coming off of COVID. I mean, this movie may have done better than in a month or so than it was doing right now, just because you know more theaters would be open and so forth. People would be yeah. used to going out to theaters again. Well, what's I mean, I don't know what the percentage of theaters that are open, but I think it's like in the 60s, maybe something like that. So, I mean, I guess if you tried to extrapolate the numbers out a little bit further, I mean, what what would be considered a great opening weekend for this movie? I mean, I don't even know what it costs to make, but but usually they they, they want to. I know on average they want to make at least 20 or 30 percent of what their cost was within the first weekend. At least because that's mm. when the most the most people go out to watch it. But the question I have is, I mean, because obviously you can you can especially in this climate, you can try to figure out if this movie did well based on let's say Tenant, which Tenant was more anticipated and more better received through critics. So if Tenant made around the same amount, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like if Tenant made way more money, then this movie obviously still failed, even though there's literally lack of options. Yeah, because um, a lot of the movie theaters are just showing re-releasing movies that were ended right at the beginning. Yeah, of Blood, I could go buy Bloodshot on Blu-ray right now, and it, for some reason it's being yeah. re-released into the theaters. Yeah, it's being re-released. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. You get it for $10 at, yeah. at Walmart or $10 at a movie ticket. Uh, right. I'm well, gonna... I think the other thing, too, is I mean, how are they count, calculating the VOD dollars, too, though? I mean, is that even part of the discussion with some of these that are getting dual well, releases? Internally, they are, but I mean, those aren't released numbers. But when you talk about box office numbers, it's only going to be what's at the ticket sales, yeah. right? Yeah. Not going to include VOD. No, no VOD, and plus because they're not on VOD, that's the only weird. Thing. Yeah, that's a that that New uh, Mutants and Ten, which I find so bizarre that like I feel like VOD would probably be a better way to at least if you release it in both aspects, you might see a better outcome, especially right now. Um, because I I've had, actually had a friend of mine who. Just like me, he said he was very like out of it about not going to movies anymore. And but he still went the other day to watch New Mutants. The only reason he said he went is because Friday, like it was Friday night at uh, Universal Studios. He, they were the only two people in the theater. Yeah. Oh nice. wow. And that's an opening. That's nice. That's opening. opening night in a huge market theater because that's like that's the touristy area. And they said it was still yeah. they were still the only two people in the theater. Huh. So it's yeah. The fact that it makes $7 million at all, I'm surprised. Yeah, that's what I'm, I'm saying. It was like, depending, because everything is like, you already have at least a little bit over 50% of the theater's opening. Mm-hmm. And even those 50 that are 60% that's open, they have to hold it at 50% capacity. So yeah, now you, you, to yeah, you cut in. 25 to 50%. Yeah, so now you even cut in even sh- smaller to how much people you could hold. And to have $7 million worth of, $7 million come in, 
on a weekend that, that and didn't and didn't AMC say that they were only be charging fifteen cents? No, they did, but that was <laughs> fifteen cents for the opening night. But that was only for like uh, I think it was like uh, Back to the Future, Goonies, yeah, old stuff, yeah, old, oh, okay. movie, yeah, nothing new. Everything new would be standard pricing, mm-hmm. but any anything just to bring people back into the movie theaters. But now they have Walmart. A friend of mine just went in Miami. Walmart's doing. Oh, it started drive- already. Okay. Yeah, it just started. Uh, Walmart did their did their drive-in, and mm-hmm. I think I don't know. I know he didn't watch New Mutants. I think he watched Unhinged. Oh, that's right. That's out too. Yeah, that was the other. One. I think that's what he watched at the theater at the drive-in. So that's an. I don't know if they're including that into the box office because it's not considered a theater. It's a drive-in, but that's not like right. a sta- it's not a staple drive-in. Mm-hmm. So it's it's hard to to if they're gonna yeah because you can't sell per ticket. You have to sell per car. Right? Per car. And even per car, you could have if you have a minivan, you could have like twenty five people in there. <laughs> I think I think you're using minivans wrong. Trunk and everything else. Yeah. <laughs> what was so, a lot? Have you been to drive-in theater? How about I, you guys? I've never actually. No, I've never actually watched yeah. a movie in a drive-in theater before. I've been yeah, to drive-in they, theaters. They have, this, uh, um, they have this one in uh, in Tennessee where I grew up at um, that they'd always do like a, a double feature at, and it's it's a really cool experience. I mean, like if you go to the Sci-Fi Diner. Um, over at Hollywood Studios, it's it's essentially the same thing, um, you know. But just instead of being at like a booth that looks like a car, you're within a car with your radio on um, at the the drive-in. But you know, very very similar to that. Uh, I've I've been to one one time only in South Florida, and it was called the Swap Shop, and it's outdoors. It uh it it's outdoors, but it was like the way they have it set up is weird because they have like each theater mm-hmm. each screening close to each other so if you're bored at one of them you could just turn over look to your left and just put the station that they have and just watch how they're moving so that was oh, it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it, it was weird the setup but i was i was one time that i went and i was watching like three movies at the same time like every time i got to interesting part i just changed the station mm-hmm. to that movie <laughs> and just watch like you're watching home. tv at home yeah and i just go back and forth the good thing it was only cheap i think it was like a two dollars per person in the car i didn't even think they charge you per car but they just charge two person two dollars a person in the car it's per person yeah so it was it was i was on a date so it was fun it was exciting but yeah i, I was like i'll never do this again because one the setup was wacky as fuck and two the weather's unpredictable so if i would have if i would have oh, gone that there been horrible and then it just started raining in the middle of the movie i'm oh, like oh man i would have hated it you know the only theaters, the only theater uh, solution that I've heard that I've actually thought that out I might take advantage of if they ever did it was the one that we heard. I think it's in France where they basically built the um, what is it, Star Wars? The council. Uh, the Star yeah, it was the Star, Star Wars, Wars council. They, yeah, they have all oh, the pods. Shut up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's <not> outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> so it's literally just all balconies. That's all it is. Is you buy you rent out a balcony per per your family and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> So I was oh, like, yeah, that'd be And that'd it be is awesome. it, it now is it Star Wars style or is it actually made? No, it's close enough, Matt. I'm already looking up yeah. tickets. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're all going on our trip, guys. Yes. Okay. The sad thing is Disney already has uh something similar. They have uh what was it, the Back to the Future ride? Oh, is it no, sorry, Universal. Universal's yeah, Back yeah. to the Future ride, I think, is like that where it's just a bunch of little pods yeah. that look at one screen. They can literally change that up to watch movies. They can. Uh, I mean, kind of isn't uh what what's the what's the flight of passage? The um oh, the, or maybe it's not the flight of passage. The the one that's I know what the you nature mean. center. 
Yeah, it's at Dis- the- it's at Disney's uh, uh, Epcot Center. I think it, yeah, where where yeah. you're kind of floating, and you're supposed to like feel like you're flying, and you're in a seat. Yeah, like you're home gliding. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And that one's kind of like that, to where it's like it's like multiple rows mm-hmm. all oh. staring at the same mm-hmm. um, screen. Yeah, that is. But yeah. you know, obviously, it's it's that it's not um, a movie per se. It's, sure, it's yeah. just a a short film based on yeah. the game or on the ride. Yeah, I think uh, isn't I. I want to say um, the Star Wars smug- uh, Smuggler's Run is like that too, isn't it? Where you're you're in a booth, but you're looking at a screen. Like I think it's like a massive. Oh yeah, that's all it is. Yeah, you basically are just going into a little box, like a cockpit of the Falcon, mm-hmm. and then the, yeah, the screen comes up, and yeah, it's just that's all it is. It's a motion ride. Yeah. 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 I mean, I don't know. That, there's ideas out there. I just think it's funny that you know, I, like I, they're not really proposing them. Like it'd be more interesting if they did stuff like that. Because I've been to interesting theaters, like the ones in. Uh, I think it was in Utah. My favorite ones were in Utah because it was like I would go into a theater and it was just to be all couches. Oh, couch. oh, yeah. It would just be couches. There would be no like actual like movie theater seats. The whole thing, the whole theater was just a bunch of like little couches all, all over. And you would just huh. you would just pick the couch you, you're going to sit and watch the movie with your friends. And that's it. Oh, okay. mine's mine's was similar. Well, now what about what if you're the dude with no friend though? <laughs> then I would lay, lay out. The couch. <laughs> I would lay out on the couch. <laughs> the the best one I had was in uh in Massachusetts. It was called Chubby's, which was the funniest name for a movie theater. And it seems it seems like everything's gonna be appropriate. Go ahead. Finish. No, but it's <laughs> it was similar. It, like it was similar, but it had uh, Lincoln Continental seats on rollers. Okay. And it had like a table. So you just come in and just pick your car seat, the mm-hmm. whatever car seat you want. And you just, and it had like the armrest on the side and you just roll up to the table and then a waiter will come in and they had a full menu. Nice. So that was, that was the one thing I wanted. I'm like, oh, it's different because it's not like standard seating, but then it was super comfortable because they had the, the, all the, all the, um, car seats were reclinable. So I would just lay back and just roll my ass around everywhere to my friends. <laughs> nice. Cool. I, I guess if you got like a Ford Escort seat, you got cheaper ticket price. Yep. <laughs> you, know? so you, have, you have like a Hyundai. Like. Yes. I'll take the Civic 92 seat. Yes, thank you. <laughs> oh, man. Well, the one around the, our house right now, uh, not to, like literally like two streets away from where I live, um, they, I guess they got tired of trying to rent out the, the, the seats. So now they just rent out the theater. Yeah. So like you basically. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. <laughs> For like a hundred bucks or something like that, you can rent out the entire theater to watch a movie with uh, whoever. Whoever you want. Yeah. At that point, they're like, we'll just give it to you for dirt cheap. Yeah. We're, we're, that, we're to that point. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. I like that. I feel like you're balling. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we should, we should do that. We should take us for everybody. We should, we should, we should uh, rent it out for a movie night. And then sell tickets for those seats that we have so in the theater. <laughs> so messed up. Like for like oh, a, 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 a dollar or two more above what the seats were wow. per seat, and then we just make our money back. Nice. You could do like a uh, you could do like a fan watch uh, thing for all your listeners in the area. There you go. To where you um, you know can send out tickets to those guys, and then um, and then just have you know. Uh, uh, theater full of you know podcast listeners yeah and do a q a right after and just trash the movie mm-hmm. or praise the movie depending on what we do actually i yeah. really do want to get into reviews because um i heard like a lot of people that do movie reviews you either go to a theater and you're the only one and anybody who like does reviews is there that's it so there's no, no longer like open for everybody to watch it's just 
just people that do reviews, or they send you a review copy. Yeah, digital. My my friend yeah. does that. He does a screenings. He's been doing screenings for, uh, I think he was is going on like eight nine years, and like the first like at the beginning of it, I used to go with him. I think there was one summer, and I think I went to the movie. I saw about thirty movies within a two oh, month wow. span. Yeah, oh, like every day he would he he would tell me he's like, hey, I have an extra ticket. Do you want to come? The only thing about it is that you would have to get there. The movie would start at seven, but you would have to be there like around four o'clock because mm-hmm. it's first come, first serve. But I saw like Avengers a month before, like the you first were with Avengers. Us, right? Yeah, we saw Avengers a month a uh, month before it came out. A month before it came out, it was like wasn't there was like uh, the Batman, the Arkham, uh, not Arkham, uh, Dark Knight, Dark, Dark Knight. Knight. Yeah, Dark Knight, like two months before it came out. Mm-hmm. So it was oh. a Transformers. I saw like a, a few weeks before, like a lot of movies. Yeah, but you have to give up your day to watch it. That's the only thing. And then right now, I wouldn't. I mean, right now would be the worst time to yeah. do it because it's like hundreds and hundreds of people. That's why I don't think they're doing screenings like the way they used to. No. Now it's just they sending sending he, it out he, to their viewers. Because he did it so many times, his name is like on this list. He, they send him to him. He's like, oh, here's a website. And here's a digital code. Oh, wow. To get in. And he'll just watch movies from his house. And then he'll just play like his two, like two cents input mm-hmm. and then be done with it. Oh, I, I need to talk to him. I, like, I know. <laughs> I have my 70 inch attached to my computer. I'm ready to do that now. Yeah. Nice. Watch there you go. Maybe before they come out. <laughs> so. All right, guys. We'll take a quick break and come back with Nix's Corner Review. <laughs> wow. 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 <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome back to Nix's Corner Review. What movie we got today, Nix? Man, this is one of my like most anticipated movies beyond like I think Tenant and beyond uh, um, uh, New Mutants. The one I was most anticipating was uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music. Um, I I don't know what it is. I just I'm just happy they made it. I don't. Even, I didn't even walk in the movie thinking that I was like, man, because I, I didn't I didn't watch it in the theater. I watched it at home. Um, but I did not anticipate anything like I didn't like, man, you know, this movie could be terrible. I'm still going to be happy. Like, cause I was just super happy that it was made period. So the fact that it, it actually came out a lot better than I could have anticipated. So I was happy, but just to kind of give you a brief synopsis, a little bit about it. So for those who are not familiar with the Bill and Ted adventures, uh, the original story started with, um, two guys that have a future ahead of them that that's so important that somebody came from the past to make sure that they stay on that path. So that was the first movie. The second movie continues that story. So this one um, is obviously taking a few 30 years in the future where they're already adults and this song has yet to be written. And, you know, these guys are already in, you know, middle aged and they're stressed out because they're doing everything they can to try to make this song that's supposed to change the world so um i love the movie um i actually my my favorite part of the movie to be honest with you like obviously the just seeing bill and ted together was awesome you know they had great chemistry the storyline was okay it was interesting um but my favorite favorite part was the kids the the ones who plays their daughters um specifically the the one who played uh uh ted's daughter which um i think her name was like bridget uh, yeah, yeah, and it was like um, Bridget Laundry Payne. Um, she was like, wh- like the way the way Keanu Reeves was in the original movie, she mimicked it. Like she was a perfect 
head of like if you were to make if you're gonna make a reboot of the original and you wanted to make bring back Ted, that was her. Yeah, like she just did such a good job. They both did. It was so I was really happy with the movie. I love the actors. I love the all the nostalgia to it. Um, it did have his own interesting storyline to it. Um, and you know what it is? One thing I did like it was just it was just a happy movie. Like I I, I kind of feel like with everything going on. It was just fun to watch this movie and just kind of feel like a beat about it. Yeah. So what did you guys think? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I've got a lot of the same thoughts. I, to, to echo you, I, I was, I was extremely um, uh, looking forward to this movie coming out. Um, you know, I, I was happy whenever we heard or I heard that we were doing this movie um, this week because it could, it gave me a reason to go out and, and, uh, and, purchase it and justify it. So, <laughs> I, um, uh, I'm, I, I think that the, the, you got a lot of what you would expect from a Bill and Ted movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's nothing like there's, there's no super, um, well thought out, uh, storyline in it. Um, that's, it's kind of sporadic. Um, you, it's, it's it's a fun movie. It's it's the classic stoner movie, you know, and they've definitely kept with that that vibe. Um, I really enjoyed the fact that that we go back and we get to see other versions of Bill and Ted. <laughs> um, I think that worked out really well, and uh, the the daughters did a fantastic job. I, um, it, it, it's it's like I said, it's, it's exactly what you would expect of a Bill and Ted. Ted movie, like the, it mimics the the things that made the the first two successful in in their time. I don't know that 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 uh, that same makeup will make a successful movie nowadays, but but it, it definitely um, kept to that same feel. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I loved it. I think I got exactly what I wanted out of it. Um, but again, my expectations were, you know, based on the first two, they just they gave me more of what I wanted. And, yeah. you know, we talked about the chemistry between those two, Keanu and the other dude, which I forget his name. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, um, uh, Alex Winters, I believe his name is. Yeah. 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 They, it's just, you know, I don't think people really caught caught this as much, but the rhythmic tone that they spoke with each other and they would then complete the same sentence at the same time, like on point. And they did that numerous times. I mean, they were so in cadence, you know, I mean, that's part of their, their characters. I get yeah. it. But I mean, they definitely have a very good comedic vibe. And, um, again, like I agree, the daughters are great. Um, dude, I, I just love death too. Yeah. I mean, oh, dude, he's always funny. That, he's that always funny. Oh, that's outstanding. Outstanding. Oh, tell, tell me you didn't love the robot. The robot was just super, just like yeah. awkward and funny. Like, uh, my name is Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was so funny too. Yeah. yeah and I think it, that brought in a couple of little additional comedic pieces. And of course it was great to see, um, uh, Cutty. the, uh, what's his name? Oh, uh, the dad. Oh, the, oh, the guy that died. Yeah, George uh, Carlin. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that was cool that they were able to to to, to squeeze him in somehow too. Yeah. Um, overall, though, I mean, I thought it was I thought it was entertaining. I, I enjoyed it. I mean, I liked the Jimi Hendrix piece. I, I liked all those different components that they put in there. Yeah, I thought it was cool. I mean, the the kid Cuddy is the only thing I'm like, what? Oh, yeah, I, I love. Yeah, yeah, I do, but I'm just yeah. like. Eh. 
okay. You got you. You can't tell me that you're like you were sitting there and like Kid Cudi's <laughs> like explaining quantum entanglement. And you're like, Josh. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, exactly. Man. But no, I, I actually think it's great. I think it's going to do extremely well. I think you know this is one of those movies that was released in theaters and VOD at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting to see what those numbers will shake out. I think that they re-released uh, the second one. And it made four hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Wow. So in the re-release, so yeah. they're saying that may hit a million when yeah. all said and done. Within a short period of time, mm-hmm. too, I'm sure that that. Yeah, yeah, but I, I really do think it was cool. And going back, um, you know, uh, to the different different versions of them, that was awesome. Oh, man. And again, you're right. You hit it. I, I should have definitely mentioned the robot dude because he was outstanding too. <laughs> yeah. He yeah. was just really funny, really funny guy. But uh, no, I loved it, man. I really, I think you're right. It's a, it's a. It's a great break from all the crap that we're dealing with nowadays. Oh, yeah, you know, it was a great 100%. little fun escape. Yeah. Uh, for my, and I'm just going to piggyback off of everybody. Mm-hmm. It was like this movie was like how you expected. It was like a straight stoner movie, just more stoner in it because mm-hmm. a lot of the riffs. And, and I love the fact that they hit jokes of other movies. Like one of them that, that got to me was, and I'm going to spoil a little bit. It, it doesn't make mess up the story, but. How they had uh, uh, Keanu Reeves speak British because he did a movie. Uh, I think oh, Dracula. Dracula that he was speaking British and yeah. the people oh, were just gripping on him. Oh, oh yeah. I and they were like, you know what? Let's do this again. Now that we're just having fun <laughs> with this movie. And they were like, let's just make fun of things that you've done before. And like that's I didn't even pick that up, dude. Yeah, yeah I completely that's forgot awesome. that yeah. he did that he did British accent and mm-hmm. another movie. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yeah, yes. and no, I was I, I was like, I saw that movie at, at that moment. And I just started laughing, and my wife was like, "Why are you laughing?" And I'm like, "You don't get what he's trying to tell you. Like he's making he can't fun speak of British. He can't speak, <laughs> he's making fun of himself in this movie, in this part of the movie of a uh, just like very meta. You know what really uh, yeah. made me think a lot was um, that actor Alex Winters because. Um, I did re- for my mo- movie Monday recommendation. I recommended the only other movie that I think he did, which was it's called Freaked. Yeah. But I couldn't see too many other movies or anything else too much on his um, on his like filmography. So yeah. and that's weird because I'm like he's very animated. Like he he was fun. Like I mean he still had the kind of same energy he had when he was a kid. So I'm like surprised I don't see him in a lot of other stuff because I could, I don't mind seeing him in something else. Hopefully this of... opens up to to other movies, more comedic roles because he he was funny. He like he hit those notes. Yeah. And like his synchron uh, synchronicity with Keanu Reeves, like Matt yeah. was saying, like just yeah. how they tagged each other and like at the same time, it's like that's something you it's hard to find with somebody else to have that synchronicity to just hit the mark perfectly. And I think yeah. And I think the, how they wrote the story. It was just how you wanted it. It was it, it finished it off on a on a on a note that you like. They finally got what they needed, yeah. but the journey was yeah. fun along the way. And they and they brought and they tagged a lot of things from the original movie, from the first one and the second one. That it just ties everything on. This is like one. It of was those, a great combination because I yeah. mean it could easily just have been um, a modern day interpretation of Bill and Ted, which wouldn't have worked if it's just a bunch of like. If you're just throwing in a bunch of like modern day situations and topics, or if you yeah, just did the I whole agree. movie in nostalgia, where it's just all piggybacking the original movies, so I think this movie did a good job of balancing it, where it was not one or the other. It was a Bill and Ted movie, and it's finishing it off, and it wasn't trying to give you more. It wasn't trying to make it more complex. It didn't even try to make the whole future thing make any type of sense. No, that's what it is, man. Just accept it, yeah. and you're happy right. with it. That's mm-hmm. it. <laughs> 
Did so, you guys watch the end credit scene? I did. No. Yeah, yeah I, I waited so. just in case. <laughs> <laughs> did I? Oh, Nick. Oh, I guess Nick mix, mix, missed it. Did I miss it? Yeah. You what did. I miss? It was right at the end. Like there was no. Literally, when the last line rolled, there was mm. like a end credit scene. What happened? Yeah. It it just shows. Oh, wait, wait, sorry. I mean, yeah. I ruined it for anybody, but um, I'm gonna have to check it out. I still, I still have the 48 hour VOD, so I'm gonna yeah. have to check that out. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, let's get into the Nikki's with this. Oh, for me, it's. I mean, you could say it's, if it's purely nostalgic, purely nostalgic. But for me, I have to give the movie, you know, four Nikki's. I just, yeah. I was really happy with it. I didn't want more. I didn't expect more, and I think it did a great. It didn't get honored in this original content well. How about you guys? How about Matt? What do you think? Uh, I'm going to go. Uh, I, I, You know what? I, I'm in the same boat, dude. I, I loved every minute of it. I mean, I found myself not laughing out loud, but I mean, there was con. I was laughing, put it that yeah. way. And uh, I enjoyed it. And I enjoyed the ride. And it's, again, what I wanted and what I was looking for. So I'm going to give it four Nickies, too. I'm going to be a little bit more critical um, of it. I mean, I, I really enjoyed it. And this was something that I was I was looking forward to coming out. Um I, the, the storyline, um, had peaks and valleys in it, which is more or less what I I should have been expecting from a Bill and Ted movie. Um, and looking back on it, I mean, it's the, it's the same thing as what the other, um, Bill and Ted movies were, but I, I I think in today's day and age, you you have to have the storyline a little bit more steady paced Mm. than what they had, um, back then to be able to compete with the movies that are being produced now. So I'm going to give it a three and a half. Nikki's. Yeah, I'm 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 on the same boat with Josh. Yeah, on this one, I give it three and a half. Nikki's. It it as much as the fun the movie was, the sometimes I I pick at the storyline and how they they structured it, and it, it was it was like he said it was like peaks and valleys, it was like in and out. Trust me, I, I was I could think about it right now, and I, there's a couple of things I'm just like, yeah, that makes is. no sense if you really think about it. But I'm like, but then it's almost like you have to kind of a, it's a bill and touch. You kind of have to accept it the way it is. <laughs> so it's like that's hard. right. Yeah, that's part of the nuance of it. Yeah. yeah. So what is that average? That's a three point seven five average of Nikki's. There you on go on this. Yep. All right, so now final discussion, which we usually end with something that's happening in and around Central Florida, but this one it's more universal, uh, globally. It's uh, DC just announced uh, September nineteenth as Batman Day, so they're starting off. The major one that they're doing is in uh, Albuquerque, which I think they're having uh, Kate Crusader training. Uh, of uh, they're gonna do a virtual. They'll have a virtual 5K, 10K run. To <laughs> I don't know how that's gonna happen. I want to see somebody in a full, full Batman outfit try to do a 5K run. Uh, like movie quality too. It's yeah, like, <laughs> just like, it can't be like it can't be like pajamas. No, no, no. no it's no. gotta be like gotta have the rubber nipples and everything. Rubber nipples and everything. <laughs> yeah, with nipples, absolutely with nipples, no question. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, they're gonna... you know, I was looking at, uh, not to go too off topic, but yeah. I was looking at the the Funko Pops for Batman, trying to like build up my Batman case up there. Yeah, and I was looking at the uh, the the um, Batman and Robin uh, Batman with the nipples. Yeah, no nipples <laughs> on the Funko Pop. Really, I am so disappointed. We can draw them on. Yeah, yeah. paste it on. <laughs> just take all your Batmans, just put little nipples on every one of them. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Are you guys excited about this Batman day? Oh, dude, I am. I know I am. I think it, I just think it's, it's crazy. Like, you know, it's always like, you know, 
sending something, oh, it's Batman Day, and that's cool. You get like a good book or something like, you know, something comes out around it or whatever. And, uh, man, what they're doing now is just insane. And I don't want to – well, you're probably going to bring it up. I don't want to steal your thunder on what they're doing with Waze. But I think that's super cool, dude. I mean to actually take Waze and then you're going to be able to have Batman giving you directions or the Joker – and then I guess the icons will be like the Batmobile or the Joker mobile or whatever it is. Yeah. So, dude, that I mean, that's just crazy. It just goes to show you how we Batman is into the fabric of society that we have all these events that are going to go on around it on top of it. And now you got that as well, too. It's just like it never ends. And it's I, I'm I'm completely anything Batman. I'm completely on board. And if, if this Cape Crusader training thing was in South Carolina, Josh and I would be signed up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think. I think after the uh, DC fandom event, um, you know, I'm I'm more excited about this than I would have been. Uh, they did such a great job with that that I think that uh, you know if it's got the same production um, team behind this, then then it will do absolutely fantastic. Um, the the one thing that I am really excited about in this is that they have. Um, They've got a shop planned out for this. Um, So I'm really hoping that comes with exclusive um, collectibles on this. You know, that was the only gripe that really had about DC fandom. And it seems like maybe they're listening to us Mm -hmm. and putting something, um, you know, that's, that's uh, exclusive to the event on Amazon and uh, you know, the other retailers that they're, yeah, I mean, but they're giving you stuff too. Like, I think they're giving you a copy of one of the like uh, Curse of the White Knight. I think yeah. they're giving you, I think, the first copy of that, or yeah. first the number one of that, which is cool. I mean, anything to get people interested more. Yeah, I think they're also doing uh, the first chapter of the Batman Tales Once Upon a Crime graphic novel. And then. Oh, they get that. Too. Yeah, nice. they're doing that one. And I know um, because DC, DC Universe is with uh, HBO, so HBO Max is going to have a, like a whole Batman hub takeover. So I think they're gonna just do the the whole library of all Batman movies, for I think for a few days. I think uh, I'm just pulling it up right now from the 18th to the 19th. So they're gonna have I guess yeah. the, the full yeah. hub of all Batman, either animated series, animated movies, uh, full length features, even the TV shows. So I think they're gonna have a full day. Uh, Cartoon Network is doing something with that where they're gonna have host Batman exclusive Batman theme programming. Um, I know uh, they're gonna be. Uh, who else is it? Warner Brothers, uh, uh, iTunes, Walmart, GameStop. They're gonna start doing Batman special promotions. They're gonna have uh, back. There's a. I guess certain websites are gonna have back issues or ebooks for sale for as low as five six dollars for ebooks. If you guys are into ebooks and and digital copies of comic books, as low as a dollar and ninety nine cents. Yeah. So it's going to be great because he needs to be on it. I think this should be on a calendar every year <laughs> and celebrate it properly. Oh, I, I agree. I think they're doing <laughs> yeah. way more than this than they with the big anniversary thing that they had before. They're doing more now yeah. <laughs> than they did with that. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's good. But um, touching on what uh, Josh was saying that uh, with the DC fandom, and I told Nick, and Nick didn't realize, I think they might do more on the second one. Uh, because it is a yeah, two-parter. That's what Matt's been saying too. Yeah, on the, yeah. On, on the second half, because I think they're gonna be they're focusing more on the creative and comic book and toy end on that part. Well, I, I think it's it's difficult because they've they've just um they just switched over the 
the the title that they're that they're um, merchandising uh, fell underneath because they did like a, a DC um, shop and then they fired like with all the layoffs that they had not yeah, too long ago yeah, they yeah. they got rid of that entire shop like cleaned it up and then they moved it over to what would be their future shop and uh, and that's that's where everything's starting to reside now yeah. And I think that that that's probably the reason that we didn't get a whole lot of merchandise. Um, well, I don't know that that's the reason. That's the reason that it at least didn't get pushed out on time if there was planned yeah. merchandise for that. Yeah, poor timing on their part on that one. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, if, I hope some some exclusives do come out from that second that second portion of it. That's what I'm hoping. Well, for. I think based on the numbers that they saw for this, I'd guarantee oh, oh, yeah. you they're they're thinking, yeah. oh, they're they're printing away right now and yeah, <laughs> something. Yeah, I think that you know who should have done that it was that San Diego Comic Con. They should have like if you register for a certain yep. panel and just pay in like uh, just an upcharge, you get an exclusive either autograph or pin or uh, exclusive Punk Funko Pop because they usually have one for every year to be released yeah. that you could have bought. That would have. That would have salvaged a lot of issues that they had during it, and I think DC. I think that's what's great about DC that they learned what uh, San Diego Comic Con did and all the all the pitfalls that they fell into. That they recovered and they did a great show. And I know me and Nick yeah. were covering on the last episode. We talked about everything that they did for their movies and TVs, and I was like, they did an amazing job. Mm-hmm. Oh, I agree. I mean, the challenges with that alone. I thought it was they flawless, really. I mean, yeah, yeah production. Yeah, production-wise, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So, all right, guys. Thank you so much. All right, Matt and Josh, let these people know where they can find you and hear the Nerd Force podcast. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, you can find us anywhere that you that you listen to podcasts. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at uh, Force underscore Podcast or. Um, on Facebook at the Nerdforce Podcast. Also check out our website at the nerdforcepodcast.com or nerdforcepodcast.com um, for our article, our articles and opinions on various topics there. Awesome, awesome. You guys, don't forget to follow them and support them. And you also have a Patreon too. Don't forget about that. Support the cause, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, more than happily welcome. Yes, yes, yes. And as always, guys, thank you so much for catching us. And you can always find us on our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Nerds in the City. And you can email us at Nerds in the City Podcast at gmail.com. And as always, tell a nerd, send a nerd, bring a nerd. All right, everyone. See you next week. All right, guys. Bye.